0: Jacked and Canned. Ladies and gentlemen, I just stole Kobe's part right there. I want to kick this off by saying, dude, everything is just crazy. The world is falling apart and it's breaking, Colbs. You know why? Why, buddy? We got Jake Paul trying to fight Conor McGregor. But mostly, it's because we're over here in the Northeast, obviously. We're, we're recording this from Connecticut. Dude, there's a bunch of snow, at least over here in Weha land. What about in your zone?
1: Yeah, we got a bunch, too. It looks like the entirety of the state got absolutely plastered with it. So, yeah, I think we're all in the same boat of having well over a foot that all just dropped down upon us. But we're going to dive in with the with the power rankings. Yeah. So at number 10, we have the Cleveland Browns. So although they did lose last week to Baltimore, Cleveland displayed that they do belong on the same field as Baltimore, which earlier this year they did not. They got absolutely demolished. So this tells me that Cleveland's staying on the right path here. Cleveland is showing that they are a team that you don't necessarily want to have to face come playoff time. And I think that a lot of teams are going to experience that. Granted, I'm a little bit worried about what Cleveland will do in their first playoff experience with Baker Mayfield. However, strong showing from Cleveland, Cleveland at 10.
0: I was going to say Cleveland at 10. <laughs> I thought they were going to go up at 10. Really?
1: Yeah, All they're at right. 10. Okay. Yep. Number nine. Number nine, we got the Baltimore Ravens who just beat the Browns. So the Ravens weren't in the top 10 last week. This win puts them back there. Baltimore looks like they have it figured out. It looks like we're going to see potentially a little bit closer to what we saw last year from Baltimore. They're starting to really click. And that's going to be big for them going forward. They're going to need every bit of it in order to really get through this because they've had a very sluggish season all in all, just compared and measured to the expectations that they had. But Lamar Jackson's obviously, I mean, he's team hero this week. He came back onto the field and got a touchdown on a fourth and five. Went down there, got Justin Tucker in range to do what Justin Tucker does. Beautiful game last week. We talked about it on the last episode there, our oh, non-football yeah. episode. So I'm not going to dive too much into the game itself, but Baltimore at number nine. Number eight, my Seattle Seahawks. I actually mm. see they're ranked higher by ESPN and NFL than where I have them, but I'm not going to put a 40-3 to 3 win against the worst team in football is something that demonstrates to me that Seahawks – are better than they've been, I see what I see on the field, yeah look great against the Jets show me again against Washington this week because that's going to be a game where we just kind of did the same thing a couple weeks ago against the Giants where we didn't come out and play and we got beat we got beat by the Giants and I don't just mean by the loss I mean we looked bad in that loss so I'm not going to put too much into the Jets win although yes it was uplifting to see but We're going to move on to Washington and see what we get. Number seven, Los Angeles Rams. The Rams have played a little bit consistently better than Seattle, although they do have the same record. They have the head-to-head matchup against Seattle where they beat them, and I do believe that they are playing a better brand of football thus far in the NFL season heading towards the end. Now, in a couple of weeks, we get a second matchup with the Rams. So I'm very excited to see how that goes because that's going to be probably the division decider where, again, the Rams have the Jets this week. So you got to feel pretty good if you're a Rams fan that you're going to come out of here with a victory. Number six, Tennessee Titans. Still one of the most consistent teams in the league. Definitely incredibly efficient. Derrick Henry's an animal. Can't really say enough about him. Ryan Tannehill's just going to get whatever plays are needed from him done, which isn't a whole lot. They don't ask him to do a whole lot because they don't need him to, but he delivers where he does have to. and That's going to be huge for them, especially when you go against teams that might have more talent or potential or a higher ceiling than you. You have to make sure that you're always playing your best game, and I feel that we get that for the most part with Tennessee. Just have a little bit of a lower ceiling than some of the other teams on this list. Number five, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, they have come down. Buffalo has given them their second straight loss. I do believe that Pittsburgh is now not in panic mode, but they are absolutely in the mode of, oh, bleep, we got to get this together because they're hitting their worst stride at the worst point of the season to hit your worst stride. You can't go into the playoffs on a losing streak. That is not how you want to go in. So Pittsburgh definitely has an opportunity to turn that around this week. They got Cincinnati. Granted, this is a divisional game, so it's probably going to be a little bit tougher than I think most people give them credit for. However, this is a phenomenal shot for Pittsburgh to get at least back on track. Number four, New Orleans Saints. So yes, they got upset by the Eagles here last week, and I think a lot of that really comes down to that Jalen Hurts gave a spark to Philly that they hadn't had in a long time just because I think the entirety of the team had kind of given up, and this gave them a new breath of fresh hope. So I think that that's more so what we saw than New Orleans floundering and not being able to compete to you know Philly's level. I don't think that that's what we saw. I think New Orleans is going to continue to get this thing turned back around. And really, this is going to come down to how Drew Brees looks coming back from his injury when that does, in fact, happen. Because if Drew Brees is a fraction of himself, the New Orleans really doesn't have a realistic shot of making any noise come playoff time. However, they're still in the running for the number one seed in the NFC. Only one team gets a buy this week. They can absolutely use it, so they're going to have to find a way to try to pull out more wins than Green Bay does coming down the stretch here, being that currently Green Bay is that number one seed. Number three, Buffalo Bills. So they did just topple Pittsburgh, so you get to see them beating a great team, which is something that I think we really needed to see from Buffalo because we don't trust their consistency, but that offense can move, man. When they're clicking... They are better than almost every team in this league. It's just a matter of, do I trust what Josh Allen's going to do when he gets faced with hard situations late in games against another really good team? And thus far, I have nothing that tells me that, yes, I can trust him.
0: It reminds me there with the uh, Bills. It reminds me of an old KFC slogan. Keep on clucking, Buffalo Bills. Keep on trucking. And most importantly, Buffalo Bills, keep on. (laughs) So well said, John. Number two, (sighs) almost, almost slipped it. Coles clean episode.
1: Number two, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is pissed. Number one, Kansas City Chiefs. They're better than you. Um, again, we're not going to do the thing where I talk about it too much. It's getting old at this point. I think I've talked way too much Kansas City this year. I think I just need to shut up about Kansas City. So the only problem with Kansas City is that they sometimes decide, ah, we'll just wait till we have to turn it on. And that that's a dangerous way to play. Outside of that, Kansas City is just simply better than you. So that's our power rankings for the week. Now, John, last yes, week's
0: picks, how did you do?
1: So, for win loss, we went eleven and five for the spread, we went ten and six now, over unders, we had a slight decline at five, ten, and one. However, for the picks that I gave to you guys, we gave you the six picks, saying that we need to give more in order to make this comeback happen. We went five and one. John, we went five and one, buddy. Woo! That's right. So, with that said, we're now coming into the precipice of the end of the season, and we're gonna just keep. We're gonna do six picks one more week to see if that gets us closer to where we need to be, or if we have a down week that drags us
0: further away. But I feel pretty good about the picks this week. So hold on before we don't go. Don't go ahead and jump into the new picks of the week. All right. You're going to I'm not still go because and- I still
1: have to go. I have to go over what we are for the season.
0: Oh, I jumped the gun. Go <laughs> ahead, sucker.
1: I put these paper in order for a reason before we start, John.
0: I love it, man.
1: <laughs> so, for win loss for the season, we are at 137.67 and one. Breaks down to 67.16%. So, I'm pretty happy with it. I'd still like to be more at 70, but I will live with two out of three. For the spread, we are at 99, 102, and four. So we're only three games down, picking every game throughout the course of the season. We're at 49.25%. I feel pretty confident that we're going to be able to pull that one off. For the over-unders, we do drop down a little bit. We were three games out going into the week. We had a pretty bad week there. So we're at 96, 104, and five. It's dead on 48%. So, with that, we're just going to do our best. I What do I care? And for the picks that I've given you guys, we are now at 31, 40, and 1. So, we're down nine games. We're at 43.66%. But, again, you're going to get six more picks this week. I did the math out. If we just keep doing five and one, we'll make it back for the season. If we end up having a lesser week this week, chances are you will get even more picks next week because. Colby doesn't want to fall short on this one. So, for the picks this week, John, we've got. Hang
0: on. Hold off. Hold off. Oh, hold whoa, off. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if you listened to the last episode of the podcast, you do know for the first time ever here on the Jackie Can platform, it is Colbs versus the <laughs> coin. We'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned. Colbs versus the coin. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, the moment we've been waiting for this NFL episode, Kolb's vs. The Coin!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Jacked and Canned, where for the first time in broadcast history, we will be playing a game, Kolb's vs. The Coin. John, go ahead and explain to the audience exactly what's taking place here. Just in case from the
0: very subtle title, you couldn't figure it out. Well, man, I'm sitting here. It's kind of like a little bit of a Lord of the Rings moment for me. I'm holding in my hand a quarter dollar, which basically means 25 cents, Colbs. All right. It is the state of Maine. Do you know what date the state of Maine got its independence uh, were were they not also July 4th, 1776? 1820. Woo! 1820. This is a 2003 quarter in my hand. First ever, Coles versus the coin. Here's what we're going to do. Go ahead and explain how we're going to go ahead and kind of calculate this to our yeah. listeners.
1: All right. So, listeners, here's the deal. What's going to happen is I'm going to give my pick for a game, and I'm going to tell you why I've picked that game. Then John will be flipping a coin, and heads will be for the away team in all instances. The tail side will be for the home team in all instances. And what we will do is we will use that to tell us what the coin is picking, and we will make comparisons based upon what the coin picks versus what I pick. So, John, with that said, I'm actually going to get a pen ready here because I think the best way to do this is to write this down as we do it so I don't have to listen back intensely like four times to make sure that I catch these games. Here we go. First pick, we've got Carolina at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by nine points, and I've got Green Bay on this spread. Now, more so than from Green Bay being as great as they have been, this is more so a pick that is against Carolina. After coming out to a little bit of early season, I don't know that we'd want to call it success, but they looked like they might be a decent team that might upset some better teams. They've proven over the last few weeks that they are essentially intending to lose their games. It, it, at least it appears that way. And I don't say this in the way that I think that they're tanking. However, they are losing games at a pretty bad rate over the last half a season. I don't think that that's going to get turned around here at Green Bay. So we've got Green Bay minus nine. John, what does the coin say? Little drum roll. Here we go. (gasps) Coin is in the air. It is flipped. Tails. Tails. So the coin also has Green Bay. All right. So I'm going to put a little check mark there, and that's how I'm going to know that's the coin. Second game. We've got Houston at Indianapolis. Indianapolis is minus nine. I'm taking Houston here. Now, since they have let go of their coach earlier this season, they've actually shown that they've become a better team. They've gathered. They started off 0-4 before they fired Bill O'Brien and then all of a sudden started becoming at least an average team. Now, we're talking about a divisional game here, and for the most part, when you have a divisional game, you're not going to see a whole lot of 10-point games, and that's what this spread's mostly indicating to you is that it's going to be greater than a touchdown. I think I like Houston on the points here. I don't think I like Houston on the points here. I like Houston on the points here. John, what does the coin say? The
0: coin says, here we go,
1: Tails tails so it has gone against me here we Jordan go it has indy minus seven and a half i have houston plus seven and a half so we're gonna move to game three we've got new england at miami miami is minus one and a half and i've got miami here now this goes a little bit against something that i gave a couple weeks back with what bill belichick does to rookie quarterbacks And the reason being is I don't think that Tua is going to have a great game. I really don't. But I think that Brian Flores, being an ex-Belichick coach, knows this. And he's not intending to use Tua for a whole lot. They're going to rely more so on very short passes and runs. And that's going to be the entirety of this offense. And you're going up against a team that can't move the ball. You also have one of the best defenses in the league against that terrible offense, I wouldn't be shocked if this game ends up being something more along the lines of about 13 to six, but it's going to be because Miami gets a defensive touchdown. That's what I see coming. John, what does the coin tell us? The all knowing coin. Oh, it flipped on the desk. Ready? Redo it. Oh, split. Oh, heads. It's got new England. All right. So the coin is against me in two of the three picks so far. Interesting radio we're doing here. Fourth pick going to be Jacksonville at Baltimore. Baltimore is minus 13. And I say go Baltimore. Reason being is although it's a very large spread, we're talking about a Jacksonville team that is looking to try to find a way to get that number one pick because if the Jets so much as win a game, that number one pick actually belongs to Jacksonville. Um, at this current time. I mean, these head-to-head, or not even head-to-head, but these tiebreakers go back and forth all throughout the season. But it looks like Jacksonville would take the number one pick if the Jets win a game. So Jacksonville's really looking to lose, and I think that they're going to get absolutely smoked by a now-hot Baltimore Ravens team. John, what's our all-knowing coin say?
0: The coin says the only head-to-head that's going on is Colbs versus the coin.
1: Here we go. It's got Jacksonville plus 13. Okay, the coin is against me today. So in its first appearance, it already hates me. Now, in our fifth pick, we've got the New York Jets at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are minus 17, and as much as I hate this, I am taking the Rams because of the same exact reason. I think that the Rams have displayed that they are one of the best teams in the league all season, hence them being on my power rankings at number 6. The Jets are currently 32. So I see this being something where the Jets are trying harder than anybody ever, as far as I'm concerned, to continue to lose. And I think that they're going to go out there and put up the poorest showing you've seen in a long time in a football game, even including last week against Seattle. So, John... Does the coin agree with me?
0: Here we go. Coin, you better not pick Jets. Ready? Heads. Jets. Oh, my God. I, Coles, I think you're going to whoop the coins. <laughs> bunanis.
1: Wow. It's funny how this is working, John. I, uh, The coin so far has the Jags and the Jets, who are the worst two teams in the league. So I think the coin. The coin is hopeful. <laughs> the coin is hopeful. All right, and in our sixth and final pick, we've got Philadelphia going to Arizona. Arizona is minus 6.5, and and I've got Philly here. Now, this isn't something where I necessarily feel that Philly is going to turn this around and they're going to be a good team for the rest of the year, but Arizona finally got off their losing streak last week. I don't think that they're necessarily a massively improved team from that time. What I do think is they're a team that still has some flaws to it, and a young quarterback in Philadelphia that has that that spark, that energy, something that you see with teams that actually are playing for something. So even though Philly most likely is not going to end up in the postseason, they still have a shot at it, but more so they have the energy out there on the field that I think keeps this as a close game. I do have Arizona winning, but Philly covering the six-and-a-half-point spread. I think it'll be closer than a touchdown. Now, John, who... What is the coin going to tell us on Philly and Arizona? Ah, Heads. Philly, so it agrees with me. All right. By the way, John, the coin gave us four heads and one tail, something to just keep in
0: mind. Hey, there we go. The weight distribution is fine, Coles. This is not a Las Vegas coin. This is a Las Vegas coin with the idea of it's the most sought after, most accurate picking NFL device that the country has ever seen before. Yes, this very coin. I also don't know
1: why I just tracked that as a stat. Like, why did I just keep track of how many heads and tails the coin had? (laughs) (laughs) Why do I look at things and do this? Um. Yeah, so point being, we've got here, for my picks, we've got Green Bay minus nine. We've got Houston plus seven and a half. We've got Miami minus one and a half. We've got Baltimore minus 13. The Rams minus 17 and Philly plus six and a half. The coin has also Green Bay minus nine. They have Philly, or uh, Philly, they have Indy minus seven and a half. They have New England plus one and a half, so they got New England essentially winning. They got Jacksonville plus 13, the Jets plus 17, and the Eagles plus six and a half. So the coin is definitely feeling a little ballsy, but we got to see where it goes. Hey. We got a couple picks in common, and then otherwise, we'll we'll see what happens
0: between me and the coin. We're head to head, so I love that, man. I'm so excited to see how this all turns out. If the coin ends up being
1: head to head, I do. I do. I
0: want to call the most heads. Hey, it's all right. Tail to tail, baby. Yeah, I like the way this is going. I
1: think this is a fun game. This is a way to spruce up the NFL episodes. A little less droning, Colbs and a
0: little more coin. With yeah. that said, Colbs, you got any last words to go ahead and add in here for the last NFL week? or Not last NFL week. Hang on. Let me back this up. I said Jesus last NFL me. week. <laughs> I said last NFL week, Colbs. This is a sad moment. Let me lower my tone. I'm going to be a little bit more intimate. I'm going to lean into the microphone here. You know why, Coles, about my fantasy? Do you know what I finished at? Do you know what record I had?
1: No, John, I don't. I I do
0: not know. I'm going to guess four and ten. Four and nine. And I was eliminated, and I'm not even in contention to be in the playoffs. So this is a sad moment for me. But also, at the same time, might I say this? I did finish better than the two wins they predicted me at. I'm going to ask the coin, Mr. or Mrs. Coin? What is our nickname for our coin? Let's come up with it live here on the air. What is our coin going to be called? Sparky. (laughs) Sparky the coin. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of like it. Sparky. Will I do better next year? Heads for yes, tails for no. Here we go. Flipping it. Whoop. Tails. Great. So I guess (laughs) all my hopes are shattered. I will not do better. I will continue up my same path of losing fantasy every week. That's what I have to say to wrap up this episode. What do you got to say? What I got to say
1: is that you should have known by the fact that you just went heads like five straight times that you were probably going to hit a tails here at some point.
0: Hey, this isn't roulette, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you subscribe, rate, review to the podcast. We want to make sure that we get you guys involved. Send us some damn life advice because we want to have fun with this. Me and John are at our best when we're just coming off the top. We didn't ha- we didn't know exactly what was going to happen with that coin segment. And I think it went pretty damn well. So that's when we're at our best. So we need to we we don't sit here and write this out. We need you guys to give us some stuff for us to play with so we can have more fun with you. I feel like a lot of that sounded a little bit strange. I don't want to work it that way,
0: but you know what I meant. I think I it saying. sounds great. Rate, review, subscribe, get in contact with us at gmail.com. Let us know your life stories. Let us know any kind of stories. Just say yo. You suck. Yo, you rock. It don't matter. We'll put it on the show. Even if we get hate mail, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, might be a little weird. As long as it's PG, because guess what? It's a clean version show. So with that said, man, Coles, you said it the right way. Dude, you know how to shut down the show. NFL episode, baby. What do you got to say? Jacked and canned. This was jacked and canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting
1: themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at
0: Jacked and Can. Presented by no one.